Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, joined by nobody this week because Noah is off on a road trip uh, with his team in BC, and no one else is around, Uh, so just me this week, sorry uh, to everyone listening, Um, but show's got to go on. Um, The good news, though, is that we actually have some Florida Panthers hockey to talk about this week, NHL season finally getting started. Uh, Panthers off to a great start, Uh, two games, two wins, um, and lots of other interesting uh, results going on around the league. Um, So I thought, start off, um, talk about some other stuff, and then come back at the end and kind of review the first two games and what we've seen uh, so far from the Florida Panthers. Um, And so right out of the gate, I mean, looking at early season surprises, Right out of the gate, I think we got to talk about the Buffalo Sabres, who, I mean, most people, ourselves included, absolutely shredded, started uh, prior to the season, uh, about the roster they put together, clearly tanking, uh, terrible management of the Jack Eichel uh, situation. Uh, On paper, this team looks absolutely horrendous. I mean... AHL level quality, really, for most of the the players there right now. Um, but right now, the Buffalo Sabers are undefeated, two games, two wins, like the Florida Panthers, sitting atop the Atlantic Division. Uh, the first one against Montreal, I think you. I, I don't know how much credit you want to give to Buffalo versus how much you want to take away from from Montreal, because Montreal is off to a brutal start to the season, 0-3. And I think most people probably expected, you know, Montreal to regress. Uh, some people didn't think they were even going to be a playoff this team, uh, playoff team this year after going to the finals last season. Um, and I think, you know, on paper that team was not a cup final team. I mean, they made it there, um, so respect to them. But I think... Most of it, people kind of saw as you know this kind of miracle run where everything just kind of lined up for them to make it that far. In uh, the off season, you know, has has not been kind to them. They don't have Carey Price. They don't have Shea Weber. They lost Phil Deneau to free agency. Yasperi Kotkaniemi to an offer sheet, even though he wasn't playing much for them. Tomas Tatar also wasn't playing a lot for them. He's not there again either. Um, and but you know at the same time, I think you know you'd still expect. Uh, you know, Montreal to be a decent team with some of the players they have and, you know, some of the really good young players they have, like Suzuki and Caulfield. Um, but a minus seven goal differential through three games, just not good enough. Uh, and that loss to Buffalo, I think, was uh, kind of highlighted some of the issues they have with their team, the lack of high-end scoring. Um, 
and get credit to Buffalo. They just outworked them. Um, and if that's you know the way Buffalo is going to play this year, I think you know it, it'll be difficult to write them off completely. I still think they're gonna you know they're not going to stay winning uh, for too long. I imagine they'll find themselves uh, closer to the bottom of the Atlantic come playoff time. Uh, but surprising start there from Buffalo. Uh, another team that's you know a bit of a surprise, um, just based on expectation. And I think everyone's going to want to hear this one. Uh, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, who they've played three games, they have two wins, they have one loss, um, but they haven't looked great, really, uh, even though they have the two wins. Uh, one of those is against Detroit, and it, they took a miraculous comeback uh, and a bad penalty from Dylan Larkin uh, for Tampa to get back into that one. But early on, Tampa, they look like a team that has played a lot of hockey over the last two years, and a team that... Uh, you know, has lost some big parts of, of their success. Uh, I mentioned it before the season that I thought that loss of their third line, the entire third line was going to be big for them uh, They because of the cap, and they're actually trying to stay under the cap this year. Uh, they weren't able to go and replace that line, and I think that's a big reason for their kind of struggle right now. I mean, the results have been there, uh, but you watch them on the ice, and it's not the, the Tampa Bay we've seen the last couple of years which is great news from Panthers fans, great news for the rest of the Atlantic division. Um, but yeah, kind of a sluggish start from them. Uh, another surprise, and this one might not surprise a, a ton of people, but it's a surprise to me, and that's the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Two wins and an OT loss through three games, five points. Uh, the OT loss coming against the Panthers, of course. And I'll be honest, this is a team that I had kind of written off the, the Penguins prior to the start of the season, uh, just based on really the injuries that they have. Like, they didn't have Gensel, they didn't have Crosby, they don't have Malkin. Um, Tristan Jari had a bad playoffs. So I wasn't sold on this team at all. Uh, but I think you got to give a lot of credit to the, the players that are there right now. Jeff Carter's look great. Uh, you got to give credit to their coaching staff for the structure that they're playing. So... Uh, yeah, credit to Pittsburgh for a really strong start from them. And even with the injuries, they look like they could be uh, a really solid team in that division and will likely make my preseason standings predictions look incredibly dumb. Um, but that's what the Pittsburgh Penguins do. Uh, and they're, you know, a real good hockey team. Uh, outside of that, looking at the Western Conference, uh Honestly, not not too many surprises, really, uh, that I'm seeing there. Maybe the Winnipeg Jets, without a win so far, uh, is a bit surprising, just because I really liked what they did in the offseason. I thought they got better, um, but results just aren't there for right now. Uh, Colorado, I think people expected to dominate the Central. I know it's only two games. They haven't really so far. I mean, they had a nice kind of comeback against St. Louis yesterday uh, for, for a little bit there. But I think you can kind of forgive them. They have some, you know, positive COVID cases. They don't have Nathan McKinnon right now. Uh, and he is, you know, the guy that drives the bus for them, uh, both on and off the ice. So to not have him, that's a big loss. But they're still right in the mix. Uh, Minnesota's looking really, really good. Uh, really good, uh, really good start to the season for them. And they have a really deep team. Uh, even though, you know, some of the moves they made the offseason, specifically the, the suitor buyout, I'm a bit skeptical of. I still don't know why 
they they would have done that and brought in, you know, a guy like Alex Goligoski, even though he's from Minnesota. Uh, but that's you know a, a kind of a downgrade at least for the one year. Uh, but Minnesota's looking good. I was watching them last night, and they have this one player number twenty one. Can't remember the name exactly to him, but he looks like he'll be a really good depth piece for Minnesota. Big kind of power forward type of guy. Drawing comparisons to Marcus Foligno, who's also there and off to a good start to the season. Um, but other than that, not really too many surprises. I guess maybe, and I don't know how much of a shock this is to people, but I would say the Chicago Blackhawks, who are a really interesting team uh, coming into this season because they were really bad last year. They're kind of going through this rebuild process, but at the same time, they made some big moves uh, in the offseason, mainly going out in Seth Jones, getting Seth Jones, who's had a brutal start uh, to the season uh, that I think some people saw coming. Some people were a bit more optimistic, maybe. Uh, but again, having the return of Kirby Dock and Jonathan Taves down the middle for them, I think a lot of people thought Chicago might get off to a better start, might uh, you know, even challenge for a playoff spot. But right now, that team looks lost on the ice. Uh, in my mind, Jeremy Colton's, you know, coach's seat's got to be the hottest one in the league right now, uh, just based on the moves that they made, the expectations, and just the way they're playing. Like, it's one thing to not have the results there. Like, Nashville hasn't gotten a win. Winnipeg doesn't have a win. It's one thing to not have the results, but just the process looks wrong to me. There doesn't seem to be enough structure in the way they play, uh, and it's not a great start for Chicago. I expect that, you know, if things don't change there quickly, they might slide down to the bottom of this division uh, and be there, you know, come the end of the season alongside uh, the Arizona Coyotes, would be my guess. Um, but overall, yeah, like, some, some interesting, definitely some surprises around the league. Columbus, another kind of surprise. I mean, they dropped, like, eight goals in their opener, which, for a team like Columbus, known for their defensive structure and kind of lacking the high-end firepower of, you know, top teams in the league. Uh, eight goals is unbelievable for them. So they're off to a really good start as well. Uh, and another one of those teams that people have kind of written off. We'll see if that continues. Uh, who knows? That Metro division right now is just a mess. And we're, you know, I know it's only, again, two, three games into the season. I have no clue what to make of really any of the teams in uh, this division, I don't know, you know, if the good teams will stay good, if the teams that have gotten off to bad starts will, will kind of rebound. Um, right now, it's all over the place. I do want to say this, though. Before we move on to talk about you know, some Florida Panther stuff and their start to the season, I did want to mention the unbelievable OT goal from Jack Hughes the other night. Uh, absolutely going around Kevin Lankinen, throwing the stick into the crowd afterwards. Absolutely love that. I hope we see that more from him or from other players around the league. That's awesome. Um, but that is Jack Hughes, my pick for the Hart Trophy this season, other than McDavid. Uh, looking pretty good. Pretty good early in the season. Uh, so, you know, he, he might... This might be the year that Jack Hughes finally uh, breaks out. Um... But we'll move on. We'll talk about some Florida Panthers stuff here coming up. But before we do, just a quick ad read here from our friends over at DraftKings. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
new customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'm thinking that this one, probably a bit of a no-brainer. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, back into the show. Florida Panthers, 2-0 to start the season. Uh, absolutely love to see it. Uh, from the team, uh, but let's talk about what we've seen so far from this team. Uh, and the first game against Pittsburgh, uh, great start for their team. Uh, Verhage getting on the board early. They go up two nothing, then they go down four two, then they tie it and win it in OT on a Carter Verhage snipe. Uh, unbelievable first game for the Panthers, um, and. Some really good signs uh, to see from this team. Number one, healthy Aaron Ekblad. Um, I know some people outside of this market prior to the season were maybe questioning the health of Aaron Ekblad. And, you know, he was so dominant before he went down uh, with that unfortunate injury last season. Uh, I think, you know, and it's tough with injuries. Sometimes, you know, it can really, you know, derail a player's career. We've seen that with a lot of good uh, players in this league. So I think there's maybe some question around Aaron Akblad. Could he come in? Could he be healthy? Could he be the difference maker that he was prior to going down last season? And if the first couple games are any indication, uh, Aaron Akblad is back and better than ever. Two goals in that opening game, one of which uh, was a bit of a shit show around the, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins net. He finds the loose puck, buries it. Uh, really good start for him uh, to the season. Um, which, you know, I expected, I think a lot of Panthers fans expected, um, but it's just a little bit reassuring to see that, you know, he is back to being his old self and being a huge part of this team, uh, and a huge part of their success, hopefully this season. Um, so really happy to see uh, a strong start from Aaron Eckblad here, uh, looking fantastic. Uh, another really interesting development, I think from these first couple games, uh, is gotta be Sergei Bobrovsky, who has been kind of written off the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, he's lost a lot of starts to, to Drieger and with Spencer Knight coming in and Spencer Knight taking over in the, the playoffs last season. I think a lot of people, myself included, expected Spencer Knight to be the guy for this team um, in order to try and win games. Uh, but Panthers opted to go with Sergei Bobrovsky uh, to start their season. And through two starts, I know he lets in four goals in that, that first game, but... Uh, but he was excellent, right? I mean, you let in four goals, but you make some excellent saves uh, along the way. I think you'll you'll take that start from Sergei Bobrovsky. He gave them a chance to win the game, uh, looking really solid uh, between the pipes. Um, one of the things I think he's looked uh, he's done a terrific job of so far in these first couple games has just been tracking the puck, 
uh, and his movement. Um, I think in the times, because Sergei Bobrovsky, he's one of those goalies who's so unbelievably athletic, even at his age. Um, you know, he can, he can get across the crease so quickly. Sometimes he has a tendency, maybe, especially in the past, to kind of over move, to, to over slide uh, and get a bit out of position, or if he's too aggressive, stuff like that. Right now, I think what we're seeing from Sergei Bobrovsky is someone who's seeing the puck really well and whose movements are much more refined. Um, you know, he's, get, he's still quickly getting to his spots, um, but once he gets there, he's staying there, he's square to the puck, making it really hard for opposing teams. Uh, so, yeah, even though he lets in the four in the first game, a uh, really good start from him. And then last night against the Islanders, Islanders, really good structured team, especially early on, Panthers giving up some chances. Uh, and Sergei Orovsky shuts the door, gives the offense a chance to get going, get the team on the board. Uh, and so really, really uh, high-quality stuff there from him. Uh, and I think, you know, you, you probably want to get Spencer Knight into some games here you're pretty soon, especially, you know, with the, you know, as good as Wierowski's start's been, he's been a bit unpredictable uh, the last couple of seasons. So you want to make sure you get both guys going. So I expect in the next few games we're going to see Spencer Knight at some point. Uh, but at the same time, you also do kind of want to ride that hot hand uh, of Sergei Bobrovsky, if he can keep up this level of play, if Spencer Knight can come in and be, you know, a quality uh, goalie here as a rookie, uh, then I think the Panthers have more than enough goaltending, uh, you know, combined with their offense uh, to become, you know, a, a big threat come playoff time. Um, but right now, really positive signs from early from Sergei Bobrovsky. You got to be happy with it uh, uh, if you're a Panthers fan. Really solid stuff from him. Um, the other thing, just before I start talking about some other players, I want to go back to that first game for a sec. Uh, one of the other things, too, is that, you know, comeback cats, we've said it time and time again, this team's ability to come back, they show it again in the opener, uh, and that's a really good sign. That's a team that's, you know, ready to go for the regular season, uh, that's going to battle, that's not going to give up. Um, so getting the win's nice, but the way you get a win, I think, matters, too, Uh you know, even a little bit. Uh, and so to be able to battle back uh, against, you know, a stingy Pittsburgh team that was playing really, really structured hockey uh, for most of that game, to be able to battle back and to get the win against a team like that, um, I think is a really good uh, indicator for this group uh, and what they're, you know, capable of doing this season. Uh, the resilience that they have, resiliency that they have, um, that kind of never out of it mentality, I think is huge for this team, that never give up hope attitude. Uh, and so you got to really like seeing that early on in a season two because this is a team that's ready to go. Uh, I know a lot of people have hopped on the Panthers bandwagon uh, after the season they just had, but I've seen some doubters out there, mainly Leafs fans who only watch the Leafs, you know, thinking that, you know, last year might have been a fluke that they're going to regress in this tough Atlantic division. We don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think anyone listening thinks that's going to be the case. Uh, and right now the Panthers are looking very much like the team uh, that was absolutely dominant last season. So a really good start in that first game. And against the Islanders' structure, you're going up against Barry Trotz, one of the best coaches in the NHL. Uh, you get you know, you give up a lot of shots, but your goalie plays great, and the offense shows up. Uh, and that, that's a big win for them, too. Next up, uh, you got you game against Chicago. Or not against Chicago, that's the Islanders. The Panthers up against the Lightning. State rivalry. There's going to be a ton of emotion in that game. Uh, I'm sure everyone's going to be watching it. 
And Panthers is a really, really good time to show that, you know, they're, they're the best team in this state. Um, that they can take Tampa down Tampa Bay. Panthers are looking great. Tampa a little shaky to start the season. Uh, I think you just got to go out there and just, you know, play your game. Uh, and, you know, show Tampa and the rest of the league kind of what you're made of uh, early on in the season. Uh, some other things just want to mention, too, uh, before I end this, you know, episode off, because I'm going to keep it pretty short today. Uh, the fourth line looks excellent for the Panthers. Uh, I know, you know, again, two games. I don't, you don't want to read too much into, into sample size and stuff like that. Uh, but that fourth line is giving them quality, quality minutes early on here. And, uh, that's what you need out of your fourth line. Like you don't need your fourth line to go out and, you know, put up, you know, you don't need guys going out there putting up 50, 60 points a season. It's just not realistic in this league. But you need a line you can throw out there and basically trust and that can, yeah, chip in on some offense uh, when needed. Uh, they're looking really, really good. Uh, and you got to love it. Ryan Womberg, honestly, probably one of my favorite Panthers players. I just love the way that guy plays. I know he's not the most offensive guy, the most, you know, skilled guy. But he's, you know, he's feisty, throws the body, he can skate like the wind, uh, and just kind of an injection of energy uh, from that bottom line there, uh, which, you, you know, you got to love. And, of course, you know, Joe Thornton, uh, absolute legend in this league. Most of what he brings to this team is probably going to be off the ice. Um, but right now he's looking fine on the ice. Anthony DeClaire there, too, uh, slotted alongside them. Uh, great game from him yesterday against the Islanders. That goal got to talk about the goal unbelievable goal the pass from Mackenzie Weger it's you know a knee-high kind of bullet pass up the ice Duclair knocks it down stays on side makes a move buries it uh and that that's what Anthony Duclair can do for you that's what the vision of Mackenzie Weger can do for you um and that's really overall what this Panthers team can do you can you can pen them in their own zone and in the blink of the eye pucks going the other way it's in the back of your net that kind of counterattack ability of the team. Uh, it's part of their identity. It's part of what makes them so good. Uh, and we've seen that uh, early on here too. And then uh, the last couple players I want to talk about here, uh, two guys who kind of interesting discourse around them uh, prior to the season. Uh, and that's Carter Verhage and Sam Bennett, because both players uh, Verhage comes here last off season, has an unbelievable year playing on that top line, filling in at center two when need be. Uh, just a fantastic year, uh, and of course he re-signed in the off season, this off season as well. But there were some skeptics out there who wondered about you know his long term ability. It's a shortened season. There's a lot of other factors coming into play. The divisional setup. Could he do it in a normal season? With that small a sample size, could he go out and kind of repeat or improve upon what he did last year uh, and be a huge part of this team? Early on, it looks like he is absolutely at the same level as last year. It doesn't look like there's any tail off. It looks like the Carter Verhage we saw uh, for 50 games last season uh, is the one we're going to get this year. So really positive signs there. I mean, I, ne I never doubted the guy for a second, but I know some out there were skeptical mainly just because of the sample size or maybe you're attributing some of the success to, you know, his line mates like Barkov, uh, who's also had an unbelievable start, had a great goal uh, in the game the other day. Uh, 
So some question marks around Verhage, maybe, you know, not from the fan base, but from people outside of the fan base who maybe didn't watch the Panthers a ton last year. So they don't fully understand exactly how good Carter Verhage is, but he's a terrific player. He's here to stay. You got to love it. And the other guy who I talked about him uh, a little bit in the off season because uh, it's Sam Bennett. And when he re-signed his new contract, uh, obviously Panthers fans, super excited uh, about bringing a man around $4 million. But there were some people who thought, look, the sample size is too small. He'd only been in Florida for, you know, less than 20 games. Um, and he showed well in those 20 games. But prior to coming here, he had looked a bit lost in Calgary, a bit maligned uh, for a lot of his career so far. And so I know it was only $4 million, but there were some people who were saying, oh, that's a bad contract. Oh, that's going to be a buyout contract. Uh, you know, Sam Bennett's going to go back to being what he was in Calgary, uh, and that contract won't age well for the Panthers. Uh, however, uh, Sam Bennett early on looking to prove him wrong. He's off to a terrific start, uh, including a hat trick uh, in the game against the Islanders. Um, and he's such he's such an interesting player to me because he's so unique. I think in terms of players in this league, um, you know, he, he's a big big center uh who plays uh with edge um but i don't know like you don't see centers kind of like that like you see big centers in this league uh who come in and kind of dominate guys like barkov um but you don't necessarily see the level of physicality uh from a lot of top centers in this league that's an element that sam bennett can bring he can get under your skin we saw it against tampa bay uh in the playoffs and in the preseason uh, and when he does that, he's just even more effective uh, and a huge part of this Panthers team. He goes, out, he gets under the opponent's skin. Kind of, like, don't want to compare him to Brad Marchand, but he plays that same kind of, uh, you know, rat kind of role of get under your skin uh, and be a pain to play against. Uh, and so right now, you got to love the start from, from Sam Bennett. He looks like he's going to live up to the value of the contract. I know it's early, but uh, he's looking... Uh, really, really good so far. And just that, again, that blend of power, physicality, and skill is just so rare in this league. Uh, and Sam Bennett brings that, kind of that unicorn-type player. Uh, and just a terrific start to the season for him. Uh, and I'm also super excited about it, too, because I have Sam Bennett in fantasy, and I got absolutely shredded for taking him, uh, mostly by the Flames fans in my league. And three goals in two games so far. Gotta love it. Um, I hope that continues uh, for the rest of the season. And hopefully my team will be in good shape. But, um, yeah, I think that that's that does it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, we'll end it here. Thank you to everyone tuning in, listening to the episode. Uh, appreciate uh, everyone who takes the time to tune in and listen. We're going to be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Hopefully with Noah with me. If not, maybe we'll get Jacob or Felix to hop on uh, and we'll, you know, think of something fun. Probably talk about, you know, the Panthers games in between now and then. So should be a lot of fun. Hope to see you all there uh, and enjoy the rest of your week.